I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Each of we have tonight. Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. The internet, social media, dating and rideshare apps all make life so convenient and fun. Swiping to meet up with someone new has become part of our daily lives. It's also how many unsuspecting people have ended up dead. I'm Courtney Bell. And I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And we're the co-hosts of the true crime podcast, I Met My Murderer Online. In each episode, we share a true story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully how you can avoid it. We hear from all who were involved in the case. The investigators. They discovered a victim inside the house. Victims' family members. Right now, it doesn't feel like life can ever be joyful again. And sometimes, even the murderer themselves. You have to decide, okay, what are you willing to do here? Are you willing to kill these people? If you're a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm trying to remember the first time I witnessed a scenario during a predator investigation where a mother or a father was essentially pimping out their child, selling their child for sex. We didn't see it during the early predator investigations to catch a predator that I'm aware of. That was just predators reaching out to children or decoys posing as children in reality on various social media websites and trying to convince them to meet for sex. I think it was in one of the early investigations for takedown, which is what we call the predator investigations now on my streaming crime network, True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U, watch trueblue.com for details. In Polk County, Florida, Sheriff Grady Judd's team has been proactive in this area for quite some time. Almost as long as I have. Very professional. I've known Grady Judd for 40 years now, from when I was reported out in Tampa in the 80s. 
And it was in that first investigation we did with Polk County Sheriff's Office that we saw a decoy, an undercover operative for the Sheriff's Office, pose as a mother who had a daughter who was curious, interested in sex, and it was in a chat room, a a platform space that catered to this sort of behavior. And we saw a fellow show up thinking he was going to meet a mother and daughter. Just horrific cases I've ever seen. And it gets worse, and I'll talk about this in just a little bit here, because Donnie really didn't get the kind of punishment a lot of folks, including the sheriff's office, which investigated this case, thought he deserved. This particular investigation was conducted about a year ago in March of 2023. And if you subscribe and watch True Blue, you might be familiar with part of this. We embedded with a task force in Montgomery County, Ohio, which is right around Dayton. It encompasses Dayton, actually. And the sheriff there, Rob Streck, is very proactive in this area. And I had worked with the sheriff's department before, back when I was doing Crime Watch Daily, the syndicated crime show I did for a couple of years. And we had embedded with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office on some stings and undercover operations involving heroin. And believe it or not, Dayton, Ohio was one of the main places in America for heroin trafficking. Because the heat was on at the time, and still is really, in Chicago, Detroit, New York, Atlanta. And so Dayton was kind of in the middle in the cross-section of some major interstates, and they were seeing a lot of heroin activity at the time. And so we embedded, we spent a day or two with them, and I was just very impressed that a you know medium-sized sheriff's office had this task force put together to do this sort of work. So we reached out and expressed interest in embedding on a predator investigation, should they do one, and it turns out they were active and had a task force involved the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, Homeland Security, ICAC, which is a group of law enforcement agencies which combined combats internet crimes against children, as the acronym suggests. And there were some other state agencies and other agencies involved. It was a great professional task force, and it was a big deal for us to be embedded with this task force because we had to get a lot of permissions, if you will. Homeland Security had to sign off. And when you deal with federal agencies, it's more complicated than dealing with just a local sheriff. But we got through it. And it was a very successful operation. And this is the investigation in which we saw Donnie Vaughn. In the studio and in the editing room, he got the nickname Daddy Donnie. Because Donnie Vaughn, who was 70 years old at the time, a retired engineer, was online thinking he was talking to a man who was willing to 
allow Donnie to have sex with his 13-year-old daughter. The chat was graphic, detailed. There was talk of Donnie watching the dad have sex with a 13-year-old daughter. Then Donnie having sex with a 13-year-old daughter. Then Donnie and the daddy getting involved at the same time. Donnie forgot about some of this in his chat when I talked to him, and we'll get into that shortly, because he talked to me for a long time. And it really sheds light on the mind of a predator. And it should be a cautionary tale to everyone who hears this of how the online fantasy, the role-playing or alleged role-playing, can ultimately lead into somebody showing up at a house and sexually assaulting a child. It happens. Now, not everybody who watches porn online turns into a predator or becomes addicted to porn. And not everyone who engages in sexual role-playing online turns into a predator. We know that. That's common sense. But in more cases now than ever before, the cases I see at least, anecdotally, we see this progression. Starting with porn, role-playing, and then the guy has to fulfill this fantasy by actually meeting a child for sex. And that's what happened to Donnie Vaughn. So after this chat, Donnie gets in his car in Indiana. He's got an adult child at home. He has other children who are out of the home. He has an estranged wife with whom he apparently lives or did at the time. I'm sure that has changed since his arrest and his appearance on takedown. Drives an hour and a half from Indiana to show up at our sting house outside of Dayton, Ohio. Now, there is no denying what Donnie's intentions were that day. He was asked to bring a milkshake for the 13-year-old girl. And what happens? Well, on his way, he stops at Culver's and gets a milkshake. He has it in his hand when he walks into the house. We see him pull up in his pickup truck. Gets out, walks up to the front door. And what's interesting, and to me, fascinating, is how this plays out. Because a detective is posing as the father and a deputy, a female deputy, is posing as the girl. So you see and hear this play out in real time. Donnie thinks he's talking to a dad and his daughter. Donnie thinks he's going to have sex with the girl. Donnie brings a milkshake. And we know all this before Donnie arrives. In fact, I get a briefing from Captain Terry Abels with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. He's overseeing this investigation, this sting operation. So we have a, an older gentleman coming from out of state to meet a, a 43-year-old dad and his 13-year-old daughter uh, to engage in, uh, in, in sex acts with both of them. With both of them? Yes. Have you ever seen this scenario before? We have not. So basically, he thinks the dad is essentially going to pimp out his daughter, and then all three are going uh, to have sex. Correct. I've seen a lot of things 
in 19 years of covering predators going after children, but this is a first. Yeah, and, and doing this for, for almost 30 years, it's first for me also. Pulling in the drive now. Donnie pulls into the driveway of the Sting House. Milkshake in hand for the child he thinks he's coming to meet. A sheriff's detective posing as the dad meets Donnie outside. How are you? Donnie. Howdy. Glad to meet you. Likewise. That's right. I'm Donnie. Pleasure to meet you. Like he's coming over after seeing an ad for a big screen television on Facebook. Coming over to buy it. Come on in. Thank you. <sighs> hey, babe. Look who brought you a shake. Got a shake. <laughs> Got a shake. Come on in, please. Come in. Okay, thank you. That's the detective posing as the father saying, hey, babe, look who brought you a shake. Now, you're going to hear a distortion in the deputy's voice. The deputy posing as a 13-year-old girl. That is for her security because she does undercover work. That's going to sound a little robotic, but that's why. How was your drive? Great. Can I take the shake for All right. I'll just sit right here. Please have a seat. Oh, that was good. Was it? How was traffic? Uh, not bad. No. 75 bad. 75, yeah. That's 75 is always bad. Yeah. Traffic wasn't bad. 75 is a little tough, but, you know, hey, it's all a day's work if you're coming over to rape a child, right? More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Donnie sits down on the couch, gets himself comfortable. The detective stands pretty much the whole time, and the deputy posing as the 13-year-old girl sits nervously in the chair right across from Donnie. Hey, it's a long drive. What do you, what do you think of her? Beautiful young lady. <laughs> She's a beautiful young lady. You heard him say it. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're nervous. Such a young girl. She's so beautiful, isn't she? Oh, tell me about it. Grown up. Just a little nervous. Not really used to this. Just a little nervous, she says. Not really used to this. And shockingly, Donnie makes an admission saying that he's done this before. That he's been in communication with another parent and gone over to have sex with that parent's child. Now, we were never able to prove that happened, but he sure talks about it like it did. So have you ever done this before? This is our first time. Yeah. So you have uh-huh. with kids of her age. You've done this before. You'll be fine. I'll just give me a second. I'll be, okay. I'll tell you, she's really nervous. Donnie wants the girl to come sit next to him. You'll be fine, he says. And she says she needs a minute to get ready to do that. Now, I'm listening with the rest of the sheriff's team and the federal agents who are involved on a headset in the next room. I mean, I can see Donnie right around the corner. I'm literally one wall away. And they're going to take him into custody first. That's just the way they do it in, in uh, Montgomery County with this particular task force. But I will get a chance to talk to Donnie and talk and talk and talk. Well, this is something you're wanting to do. She'll do whatever. She'll be great. Yeah, I just do what I'm told. You do? I just do what I'm told, she said. Daddy's girl, huh? Absolutely. She's a wonderful thing. We want to make sure she's safe. She is. That's a wonderful thing. Now, he's going to go on 
and talk about how great it is that this father has taught this girl about sex and is allowing her to have sex with a 70-year-old man. Because boys her age don't know how to make love to a girl. This is so bizarre. I mean, I'm having a hard time in the next room comprehending all this. I mean, here's a guy, and this is all playing out in real time, who sees his prize, sees his fantasy about to come true, acts like he's done this before, like he's an old hand at it. And he's really excited now. You've done this before? I mean, yeah. Make her feel better. Like, I mean, that, that's what makes her feel better. Like, this is... Yeah, I mean, I've been with... Sometimes I just need to be like, oh, great, you know? Well, yeah. We're going to be very slow, very easy, and we're going to kiss a lot, play a lot. Kiss a lot, play a lot. This. I know she was concerned. You said you're safe, like... She don't want to get pregnant. Oh, At 13, no. can you oh, imagine no. going to oh, the no. no, I've had a vasectomy forever. Okay. And Donnie says there's no fear of getting the girl pregnant because he's had, well, you heard it, a vasectomy forever. I mean, anybody that's young, though, to, I mean, this anybody is. Anybody young? Yeah. I have been with another 13 year old. Okay. Well, how'd that go? Was that okay? Which, with which, it went super. Did it? it get, yeah. It went super. I've been with another 13 year old. It went super. Ugh. You know, at this point, law enforcement obviously is trying to figure out, okay, you know, when do we put the cuffs on him? I'm trying to figure out when am I going to go talk to him? But this is evidence. This is the sort of thing for me that gets into the mind of a predator. This is the mantra of the whole investigation, understanding who the heck these guys are and creating awareness and a dialogue that prevents a child from becoming their prey. So we want to let it play out. It doesn't seem like he's presenting any clear and present imminent danger, any violence. So we let it go. I'll tell you a little bit about me. I love younger women. He goes on to say and expound on how much he loves younger women. Bet you do, Donnie. Bet you do. I absolutely adore him. He's done a great job with her. I can tell. What do you mean? You he done? brought her up right. What do you mean? Like just, just sexually. Yeah. You mean with the mm-hmm. with dad helping her through this? Stuff? Absolutely. You think that's I think that's very important. That dad helps with sexual. I think I think that parents should be more involved in their kids' sexual activities. Personally. How about this, Donnie? How about parents be more involved in making sure this never happens? That's how parents should be involved. Donnie wants to make it sound like this is all normalized. This is just fine. Dad says it's okay. I love younger women. Let's get it on. But the only thing Donnie's going to be getting on is a pair of handcuffs. I, I think it's a shame that they don't. Yeah, that was it was tough, but we're through it. Well, that's great. 
Well, sit down, have your shake. Sit down, have your shake, says Donnie. Oh, he's going to get shaken, all right. Now, the girl leaves, the girl, I mean, the undercover sheriff's deputy leaves to go put the shake in the fridge. And the arrest team cannot wait. I cannot wait. Okay. You ready to get this started? If you want. Yeah. That's right. You heard it. Sheriff's office didn't go busting in loud and violent or moving around. They moved in calmly. Assess the threat properly. What does Downey say? That's what I thought. If that's what you thought, Donnie, then why the hell are you here? talking all the sex talk. Now, he's going to go on, and you'll hear this in a moment when I start to talk about how he's got a love disorder. That's how Donnie schluffs this off and explains it. He's got a love disorder. He's been a psychologist and everything. In fact, and this will blow your mind, we'll get into details here in a moment. He actually acts as a counselor leading groups of men who have this very addiction to pornographic and hypersexualized online activity. That's right. Leads groups of it. Goes into the county jail back where he lives in Indiana to help people with his same affliction. Apparently Donnie's had a relapse. After interviewing with the detectives, I get the chance to speak with Donnie. Settle in, as you're about to hear his entire sex life story. Hey, Donnie. How old are you? Seventy. Seventy. Mm-hmm. I start with some easy questions first. How old he is? He looks apprehensive, and he he's not quite sure who I am. He maybe thinks that I'm with the district attorney's office. He maybe thinks that I'm a member of the law enforcement team. And maybe, I don't know, he's starting to pick up on the fact that it's me. Now, remember, the cameras haven't come out yet. They're still behind the wall. All this initial part of the interview, as always, is being recorded with hidden cameras. Explain to me why a 70-year-old man is attracted to having sex with a 13-year-old girl. I have been, well... I'll, I'll go back. Sure. The ways. My last wife and I got a divorce mm-hmm. after 20 years. He's going to now blame it on his wife, previous wife. They were together 20 years. The relationship grew cold. They had a child with special needs. And to cope with it, he says, his wife threw herself into her job and didn't have time to sexually satisfy old Donnie. So what does Donnie do? Apparently, exactly what he did on this day in March 2023, come over and try to have sex at least with a 13-year-old girl. Ain't ain't going to wash here, Donnie. No one's going to buy into that or accept it. Um, You had a sexless marriage, but but, uh, I understand the frustration there, all right? I get that. But 
how does that translate into you at being 70 years old, wanting to have sex with a 13 year old girl? Where does that come from? I wish I knew. I, I don't know that. But I, I continue to try to understand this. Mm -hmm. 13 is a child. 13 cannot give consent. I understand. Yet you're here at 70 years old after a sexually charged conversation, a bizarre scenario in which you want to watch the father have sex with the daughter, you have sex with the daughter, then you have sex with the father. I never said anything. That was in the chat, Donnie. Uh, now, Donnie's going to have a little memory loss here in terms of the details of what was said online. But he does own up to the fact that he's there for a 13-year-old girl. His explanation is BS, obviously. Any sane human being would see that. But yet I go on because I really want to understand, is it, like, what happens? Well, how does his life go off the rails? How does he think that this is okay? And, I mean, I guess I get some answers. I don't think they're very good ones, though. Like with some of these other predators, I see deflection, blaming others, and creating a psychological environment in which they can justify their actions. How about I'm a fucked up human being, I'm not sure what is going on, but I was wrong, and I'm glad you caught me. How about that? Now, I hear that every once in a while. Maybe one out of every 50 predators. But more often than not, blame, blame, blame. Deflection. A disingenuous answer. Maybe they believe it. Maybe Donnie believed it. I sure as hell wasn't believing it. I did not agree to a father right. thing. Well, that's what it said in the chat. Mm, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. So you never said you were going to have sex with the dad at some point after you had sex with the daughter, then watch the daughter and the father have sex. I did not say anything about sex with the father that I remember. But you were going to have sex with the girl. Now he's going to stick to his story, so I'm going to really jack him around here. I'm going to get a little bit graphic, just so you know. And I'm going to try to get him to be more honest with me. And that's when I lay out this scenario of what I think he's going to try to do to a 13-year-old girl. And I use colorful language. Let's just say that. You decide. You're here, Donnie. You drove from I Indiana. I understand. 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. You stopped at the store. You stopped at the restaurant to get a milkshake. Mm -hmm. knowing that it was going to a 13-year-old girl. You're going to get her all ready so you could have sex with her. He kept telling me she liked the milkshake, so yeah, I brought her a milkshake. Right. And then you were going to let her have the milkshake, and you're going to take her in the back room, take off her clothes, look her over, touch her, feel her, molest this 13-year-old girl, and then have sex with her. You're going to get your 7-year-old body all over this little girl. Right? That was a plan? That sounds very dirty. And well, what the hell is it then, Donnie? Okay. Well, that's enough from 
talking, but I think to do. Now, Donnie seems to indicate at that point that he was through talking, but as you'll hear, he, he goes on and on and on. I, I back off a little bit, try to get him to open up to me, ask him what he does for a living. He tells me. I was an engineer. An engineer. Yeah. You made a good living. Yes. How does a guy who's an engineer living a comfortable retirement turn into a predator who drives into another state to have sex with a 13-year-old girl? I can, I don't really know. I, I can't tell after that. You can't help me with this? No. I, uh, when we got married, I know that... Uh, He's going back to the marriage, the sexless marriage. And at some point, Apparently, he sees a psychologist or a counselor because his wife catches him online. That's his story. It's not confirmed. And she gets angry. So he goes off to get help because he's having all these conversations online, sexual conversations with women. Now, he later says they were hookers or taking advantage of guys who... You know, wanted to pay money to have these conversations and claims, he says, Donnie does, that he never actually went out to meet one of these people, one of these women. And he later denies and there was no evidence, to my knowledge, found that there was another 13-year-old victim. He said that to the detective posing as the dad and took a good look at it. They couldn't find an actual victim there. I'm not convinced there wasn't one. Because why do you say that? I mean, maybe you say it so... The people in the room feel more comfortable doing this. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. One of the one of the people actually uh, thought I had a what was called a love disorder. A love disorder. Yeah, this is the part where he talks about the aforementioned love disorder. Love disorder. Sex addiction, I've heard of. Well, they said it wasn't really a sex addiction, but it's the, that you wanted to be needed. You want to be needed. But you can be needed with somebody who's of legal age, Donnie. Well, I agree. I mean, this is among the worst cases I've ever seen. And you sat here and told the undercover detective who you thought was the father of the 13-year-old child that it was good that he was putting his daughter out for sex with an older man. You said that. Well, yeah. I heard it. Why did you think it was good for a father to allow his 13-year-old daughter to have sex with a 70-year-old man? Why is that good in any way? I don't know. You don't know? He shrugs his shoulders. I don't know. But you said it was good. Well, yeah, I said a lot of things. I said I'd done other 13-year-olds, too, and I hadn't. I said I'd done other 13-year-olds, too, and I hadn't. So now he's backing off that. But you said you were talking to a 15-year-old, and you are going to do her when she turned 16. Well, yeah, but she's actually uh, legal, legal at that time. In the chat, he mentions that he was chatting with a 15-year-old girl, and... He was going to wait till she was 16 before they consummated their sexual relationship. Because 16 is the age of consent in the state where she was. He admits that. Claims he didn't have sex with a 13-year-old prior to this day. It creates the impression that you do this a lot, Donnie. Well, two cases. Well, that was it. Two cases, that's it. 
like that's okay. I just did it once and once I thought about doing it. Donnie, Donnie, Donnie. You just woke up this morning and decided to get into some sort of a chat room or we've been, social media. We've site. been talking for a long time. All right. Well, let, I just got a couple other things here. Now, you have daughters of your own. Yes. Did you have sex with your daughters no, when they were 13? Did, did you offer your 13-year-old daughters more no, sex with not. adult men? Then why is it okay for you to come here and do it today, Donnie? Explain it's that. It's not. It's not. But you're here. Yes, I am. Are you a predator? No. I, I, you're going to prey upon a 13-year-old girl. Well, we don't know that. And then the excuse I hear from other predators, which is, well, yeah, this looks awful, but I'm not even sure I could consummate the actual sex act because of my age or physical condition. Listen to this. Well, I think it's pretty clear. I'm not based really on sure I can even get a heart on, just to tell you the truth. Did you bring Viagra or another no. drug? No. So you're just going to have this experiment and see if you can pull it off? Basically. Basically. When's the last time you had sex with a young girl? With a young girl? Yeah. Two or three years ago? Two or three years ago. And when's the last time you met a girl online and then went to go have sex with her? Probably two or three years ago. Two or three years ago. Why then today? I, I don't know. It was a conversation that we all had and... Got all fired up. Hey, Kelton. And I've heard this before. Why today? If you haven't done this in two to three years, not that that's okay, but why today? We just had the conversation. And the conversation, well, it just led to this, me showing up. Now, Donnie had to drive 90 minutes. He had to stop at Culver's for a milkshake and knock on the door. And in no time, apparently, did Donnie think, oh, that's a bad idea. My love disorder got the best of me. I should turn my ass around and drive this pickup truck back to Indiana. Take care of my daughter, who still lives at home. None of that. He's so focused, so driven to consummate this sexual assault of a 13-year-old girl. He shows up. It was a conversation that we all had and... Got all fired up. He can't... He really said, you know, how excited he was and how everybody was so excited and wanted to do this. And Do you have a sexual addiction, Donnie? Uh, no. One psychologist said it was asexual. Deviancy? Something like that, Something maybe? like deviancy, yeah. Or, yeah, deviant, all right. He's still trying to explain this. And now Donnie says that he's an explorer. He was just there to experience the ride, the adventure of it all. Why not go on a hike, Donnie? Why not go see Europe or Asia? Explore a place you've never seen before. Not a child you've never raped before. My thing is I want to explore. You want to explore? I want to explore You're sexual You're an adventurer. That, yes, the adventure of the... Right. That's what... Why don't you climb a mountain or something as opposed it, to come over and rape a 13-year-old girl? Well, the thing of it is, it's, it's more the journey than the end result. Really? And I'm not sure that we... It's more... It's like hunting. It's more the chase honey. than the... The journey. More like hunting. 
It's the chase. Well, thank God there wasn't a real 13-year-old girl here. And that chase, that journey, led to Donnie being put in handcuffs and taken away by the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office in Ohio. Donnie was charged with importuning and using a computer to commit a crime. I was a little surprised and shocked, quite honestly. And I think law enforcement involved in this sting was too, at the willingness of the district attorney's office in Montgomery County to cut a quick plea deal with Donnie. The evidence was strong, but the plea deal that Donnie received only landed him in jail for 40 days. He got five years probation, and he had to register as a sex offender. At least he had to register. And I hope that in that 40 days he spent in jail, he took a good, honest look at himself and drop this nonsense about love disorder and everything else. Unbelievable. And there's just one other thing I want to share with you about Donnie, because he talks about this. I, I He starts to leave. They start to wrap up and take him away. And then it dawns on me, I forgot to ask him about this part of the chat where he talks about going to this community center in Indiana where he lives. And, and, and what ends up happening is that what he's referring to is his work as a counselor leading some sort of group therapy session for other people with a love disorder or some sort of online sexual addiction. Hey, Donnie, I got one more thing I want to ask you if that's okay. What's all this stuff about you meeting some folks over at Penzi and the Greenfield Area Chamber of Commerce? I facilitate, or I used to facilitate, uh, I still do, but facilitate group meetings with people with addiction behaviors. Tell me about that. Basically different from AA and that we're not in we're more into a recovery after somebody has been through treatment for alcoholism, drugs, whatever. Are you a recovering alcoholic? No. Uh, my recovery is from anger and the experiences I have before from the sex deviant type stuff. So you go to these meetings there and you talk to other people who are recovering from various addictions as well. Correct. And it's helped you. Well, yes, it does helpful. It is helpful. But it didn't help you today. And this, I see, is pretty much a relapse. Yeah, relapse. And what does he say about his arrest? About him coming over to meet a 13-year-old girl? It's a relapse. A relapse. A relapse indeed, Donnie. Hopefully the 40 days... The probation, where he's got to check in regularly with the probation officer. And the sex offender registration will keep Donnie Vaughn from ever relapsing again. 
More of our story in a moment. As you know, I like to hear from all of you. And I truly appreciate it when you send in audio files. I know it takes a minute. I just think it gives a a nice feel to the podcast. Although I do read some of them, and I understand that not everybody can create an audio file. But this week's question comes from Justin in Montana. Hey, Chris. My name is Justin, and I'm from Loosetown, Montana. I'm a huge fan of all your stuff from your TCAP days all the way now to the material you're doing on True Blue. My question today is in regards to a predator that was caught in the Fairfield, Connecticut sting by the name of Mike Manzi. I know there was some speculation that Manzi and your security man, Ron Knight, were related and that Knight had possibly helped Manzi with bail as well as getting his content removed from your website and some other platforms. So I was just curious as to your input on that and if you had any thoughts. Thank you for doing what you do to keep our children safe. And if you ever make it this far north, we'd be happy to have you. It is kind of cold this time of year, so. But, you know, you're a Michigan man, so I think you can appreciate the cold, but God bless. Thank you. That is an excellent question, Justin, from Montana, because I hear this rumor all the time that there was some sort of family relationship between Mike Manzi and my security man, Ron Knight who is also a very dear friend of mine. There is no relationship. Mike Manzi showed up in our investigation in Fairfield, Connecticut, after chatting online with someone he thought was a underage girl. And the evidence of the chat was not as strong as some of the other men who showed up. And so ultimately, Manzi pleaded guilty to charges related to bringing marijuana to a minor. He was not charged with any sexually motivated crimes. And he claims that he was suspicious because he knew the underage girl shouldn't be talking to others. Now, he was a tutor. So he dealt with children all the time, which made this case particularly alarming, no matter what the criminal charges. But there was no relationship between Ronnie Knight. Ronnie Knight never interceded in any way. And the reason why Mike Manzi got off relatively lightly was because it was a lesser chat than some of the others in terms of talking about having sex with a minor. And so he took the plea to the other, which, you know, look, it's not good to bring weed over to talk about bringing weed over to a 13-year-old child. But I'm glad you brought it up, Justin. Montana's a beautiful place. I'll have to get back there sometime. Maybe do a little skiing. As always, you can find me all over social media, at Chris Hansen on Twitter, official Chris Hansen on Instagram. Have a seat with Chris Hansen on TikTok. Cameo, should you desire. And on my streaming crime network, True Blue. T-R-U-B-L-U, watch trueblue.com for details. The episode of Takedown with Chris Hansen, our new Predator Investigations, that drops this week is quite shocking. 
The predator we profile, the alleged predator we profile, actually had a gun with him. Check it out. You'll see it all on True Blue. Watch TrueBlue.com. And as always, you can find me right here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening. A Huda Media Production.